0: Each year, August comes towards me like a tidal wave. I see it coming. I know it's coming. And yet there's nothing I can do to prevent it. I've tried a variety of strategies to counteract the effects. Buying school supplies early. Planning out tasks for the month sticking my head in the sand and pretending it'll go away. But the end result, year after year, is always the same. I'm left feeling overwhelmed and dreading the days to come. I used to think that this was because I'm a teacher. August marks the end of summer vacation that always seems too short. And a return to the structure and routine of the school year. However, recently I've talked with friends who are non teachers, non parents, and they tell me that they feel the same. Maybe we're all mourning the loss of those long summer days when the extra hours of sunlight call to us. I'm not sure but I was acutely aware of this feeling this year. I was also aware that sometime in early September, after the paperwork for school had been filled out, the back-to-school nights held, the the beginning-of-the-year assessments administered, when the students' names that appeared on my roster became individuals with unique personalities, and my own children began to find their place and their rhythm in this new year, I began to feel a different sense. I started to look at the coming months with hope for what might be possible for my children, for my students, for myself. And I also wondered how August might have felt differently if I had somehow been able to dwell in the possibility of the coming year instead of mourning the loss of those warm summer days. Emily Dickinson first penned the words I dwell in possibility in a poem in which she compared the writing of poetry to prose. At first look, it appears that she was simply stating that poetry, with all its possibilities, is to be preferred to prose. Perhaps it's the English teacher in me, but I think there's more. I think this poem speaks to anyone who doesn't fit the mold. Who, like the poetic form in Emily Dickinson's day, was not the norm for me it says that those people who live who dare to live outside the box also live in the possibility of what could be they see things differently they choose to focus on what could be instead of what is i'm also reminded of a story i heard about 10 years ago at a conference in new york The now-Senator Cory Booker tells this story of his arrival in Newark, New Jersey. At the time, Booker was a young law student at Yale University. He had decided to become a community organizer and thought the best place to start was Newark, the city that Time Magazine had called the most dangerous city in the nation. People in Newark said to him, if you want to help this city, you don't need to learn from those Yale professors. Instead, you need to learn from the Queen Mother. The Queen Mother, he asked? Booker says that it was suggested that he visit a woman who lived on the fifth floor of Brick Tower's one of Newark's most notorious developments. And so he went in search of her. He climbed the five flights of stairs in the rundown building. Of course, there was no elevator. And knocked on the door of Miss Virginia Jones's apartment. A 70-something-year-old woman came to the door. Retelling this story he recalled saying, Ma'am, I am Cory Booker. I am a Yale law student, ma'am, and I am here to help you out. The Queen Mother, unimpressed, responded, Well, if you want to help, follow me. They walked back down the five flights of stairs, through the courtyard, past a group of drug dealers, and into the middle of the street. Tell me what you see around you, she instructed him. Corey began by describing the scene around me. I see an abandoned building filled with people doing nefarious activities. I see abandoned homes being used for selling drugs. I see violence. I see graffiti. The queen mother stopped him. Boy, she said, you can't help this city. Go home. And she stormed off. Corey ran behind her, stunned. Ma'am, ma'am, he asked. What just happened? Victoria Jones reeled around and said to Corey, you need to understand something, boy. The world you see outside of you is a reflection of what you have inside of you. If you are one of those people who only sees problems and darkness and despair, then that is all there is ever going to be for you. But if you are one of those stubborn people who every time you open your eyes, you see hope, opportunity, possibility, love, even the face of God, then you can help me make a change. We too have the choice to see the world as it is or as it could be, full of possibility What difference would it make if we chose to see the possibility in each other, in ourselves? If instead of tearing ourselves down, we recognized that we are unique and full of potential, what difference would it make in the world around us? I'm reminded of a song that I sang in my childhood, that says that we are each a promise, a possibility, and a great big bundle of potentiality. My husband's aunt often posts things on Facebook that speak to my soul. And recently she posted one that spoke of how we choose our words to describe our daily activities can impact our view on the world. It suggested that instead of saying things like I have to, we should reframe our thoughts. I have to make dinner becomes I have the opportunity to provide a meal for my family. I think this could be the first step in seeing the possibility around us. I've tried to practice this in my personal life, For example, I have often heard people comment to me uh, about the time I spend in my car. I have two very, very active children, as many of you know, and that means I spend lots of time driving from here to there. At one point, Grace even competed in Irish dance and took classes once a week in Warrington, 45 minutes from here each way. We also drove to competitions in Pittsburgh, Ohio, Nashville, New Jersey. The list goes on and on. Sure, I grumble from time to time about the hours that I spend in my car. I refer to my chauffeuring duties as my second job, for which I am not paid. (laughs) But really, if I were honest, I cherish those drives. I have reframed my thoughts about the time in the car with my children. Some of the best conversations I've had with both of our girls have occurred in the car. Our car trips, whether they are across town or our summer drives halfway across the country, are a time to talk, to catch up, an opportunity to sing show tunes with the radio turned up, a possibility for connection and an opportunity that I know will be gone before I know it. Last week, Reverend Alice spoke about recognizing the beauty that is around us. I believe that beauty and possibility go hand in hand. When we recognize the beauty in our everyday living, we open ourselves up to what is possible. I chose the music video that we watched, thank goodness it worked, and listened to this morning because it reminds me of the beauty that is all around us. I have loved this song since I was a young child, and I love this version in particular. For me, there are few things in this world more beautiful than the smile on the face of a child. As a young first grade teacher, I played this song, the Louis Armstrong version, for my students, and then I would ask them to draw pictures of the things that they thought were beautiful in the world. Their perspectives were stunning. They saw beauty in their toys, in the flowers in the garden, in their families, in their mother's space. I wonder sometimes what would happen if we as a congregation were to set aside our doubts, our current reality, and really dream big dreams of what is possible for us. Where would those dreams take us? We're currently embarking on our Roots and Wings campaign so that we have funds to make those dreams possible. But what does that look like? Yes, we have issues with our septic tank, and our space is limited. But do we see only the issues that need to be fixed? Or can we dwell in the possibility of what we could be? Do we recognize that our beloved community is made up of all the wonderfully unique people who choose to call this place their spiritual home? That we are more than just this building. I believe that our lives, whether they are intended, what we intended them to be or not, are what we make of them. that we start by recognizing the beauty around us. And once we recognize that beauty, we can truly dwell in possibility. And that possibility can lead to dreams. And dreams, with much intention and hard work, can give life to new reality. May it be so for each of us, May it be so for this beloved community. And may it be so for the beautiful, broken world in which we live. Blessed be.